On the Masterverters Elevate podcast today, we are joined by Jason Hungerford. Jason is a director at BCITO. As many of you are aware, BCITO is the largest provider of construction trade apprenticeships in New Zealand. The government has kicked off a huge piece of work across all vocational education, which includes BCITO. And that piece of work you may have commonly heard referred to in the media as ROVE. The undertaking is trying to get better alignment between the needs of learners and employers. It's pretty confusing to try and understand exactly what's going on with ROVE and how this affects us in construction directly. So Jason gives us great clarity into what's changing what's staying the same, and how BCITO is getting the voice of construction companies heard as part of the ROVE process. You'll also learn how BCITO is looking to help address the skilled labour shortages that we are experiencing in construction right now. Jason, welcome along to the Elevate podcast. Fantastic to have you on the show. Cool, Ryan. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to be here. You're most welcome. Already, let's uh, find out a little bit about you so the audience knows who they're listening into today. Got a few fast fact questions. Let's lead off with, are you a breakfast or dinner guy? Uh, I'm a dinner guy. Yep. And, and is the meal planned for this evening? I'd say yes, but I'd have to claim no responsibility for that, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Sounds like you're a lucky lucky man, but we won't uh, dig into that anymore. Uh, on holiday, would we find you bungee jumping or lying on the pool lounger with a nice cocktail? Um, look, a bit of both, I think. Uh, I think life's all about balance and probably in holiday too. So I think you can try and squeeze both of those things in. Yeah. And uh, I think heading into the uh, holiday season, there's uh, a few of us around the country that are looking very much forward to that holiday. Alrighty, when it comes to uh, learning and reading, Jason, do you like the real thing when it comes to a book or do you tend to be an electronic consumer? Um, no, look, in terms of reading, I like the real thing. I like the feel of the, the paper in the hand. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, it probably anything... goes, goes well with that lying on the beach you talked about before. And indeed, yeah, good. It's, works fine when there's sand in between the pages. Uh, and anything on beside the uh, bed that you're reading, particularly at the moment? Um, no, look, I'm actually working through some some sort of home learning books of uh, today. So that's my oh, that's my current thing. So it's not not reading so much, but uh, yeah, a bit of bit of self learning through the some of Scotty Morrison's books. Oh, well done. Okay, cats or dogs? Uh, oh, dogs. <laughs> I've, I've Jeez, got a cat, you... so I have to be I have to be careful there. I've got a cat at the moment, no dogs. So, uh... Okay, uh, what's on the wish list? Sounds good. And routine-wise, are you a early riser or a night owl? Uh, yeah, definitely an early riser. Okay, cool. And entertainment-wise, if we gave the option between a thriller and a comedy, what would you go for? Uh, look, I would go for a comedy, something a bit lighthearted. I like it. A bit of a uh, bit of laugh therapy at the end of the day. Absolutely. Don't Super. think too much when you're watching the old box. Indeed, indeed. Like it. Uh, Jason, let's dive into our conversation today. You're currently the director of BCITO. There has been some significant changes in the landscape of learning uh, around some of our vocational industries. Um, interested for you just firstly to, to give us your view on you know, really the overview of kind of what's happening. Where does BCITO still fit in the landscape? It will be an organization that many of our Master Builders members are, are familiar uh, of, of course. Uh, one-armed brand, but can you just maybe give us an update on where does BCITO fit in the world these days? Yeah, sure. So I think, I mean, I wouldn't say overall there's, you know, there's a huge, there's a huge amount of change going on uh, at an organisational level and in terms of planning for, I guess, the future of vocational education in New Zealand. 
Uh, at the same time, at the pointy end on the front line, it's, it's really business as usual. Um, and if I think really the big ticket stuff, so that's, that's talking about Rove, which is the government's reform of vocational education. Uh, and that brings together all industry training organizations, polytechs, institutes of technology uh, under one umbrella. And that organization is Tapu Kinga, the New Zealand Institute of Skills and Technology. Um, now that's a big undertaking and it's not, it's not just about a merger of those organizations. It's about a completely new way, a new operating model for vocational education across New Zealand. Uh, so that's working across sectors, across modes of delivery, you know, um, on-job work-based learning, online learning, on-campus learning, and completely sort of reimagining what that looks like in the future. I think largely for this audience, that looks like uh, you know, future training provision through a network or a college across a combination of construction and infrastructure. So that's, that's the direction of what's going. BCITO moved into Tapu Kinga in the work-based learning environment at the beginning of October, and we are currently a division of that structure. Uh, we've got uh, Conexus and Competence industry training orgs are also in there at the moment with us, and the rest of the industry training orgs will progressively come across through the course of next year. Long term, all of that starts to blend together with uh, you know, Polytechs, Institutes, Technology, again with for us, what would be a construction and infrastructure lens that supports you, whether you're in the workplace, you know, online or uh, on campus. So that's that's the high level thing. It's really a generational shift. It's going to take some time to fully map out exactly what that means in detail and even longer to implement. So I think this is absolutely a marathon, not a sprint, but it's um, it's pretty exciting and the opportunities are big you know, if we, if we get it right. So BCITO has sort of been one of the early mover orgs to get in there. And our view is certainly, let's get there, let's get a seat at the table and ensure that we can have a, a good influence on that and make sure that ultimately our industries and our employers um, have a good voice in that uh, design for the future. It's always challenging undertaking such a huge reform uh, in anything that you do, and with so many different organisations involved. Uh, what's your, your view, Jason? Do you feel like we were well due for this kind of level of change, given how much uh, change has happened in technology and the way people learn and how we're attracting people into these these industries? Yeah, I think so, and I think you know there's been a lot over the last um, well a number of years about what the future of work looks like. Uh, and that future of work looks like um, you know, changes in careers and all those sorts of things as we go. No longer do people have a career for life. Uh, to support that in that future of work, we need to relook at education because when you're 30 or 40 or 50 um, and have a whole lot of responsibilities, well, it's, it's not that easy to pack up and go back and train or learn or do something for three or four years. So I think the whole way in which the future of work looks like has necessarily meant, you know, we need to rethink the way that we um, learn or train or educate. Uh, along with that, there's been some, you know, some well sort of documented um, troubles and inefficiencies around some systems. But I think, um, yeah, it's really more about the positive drivers rather than uh, fixing things. 
Okay. So Jason mentioned I'm a construction company owner. I'm running maybe three or four crews. We're building, you know, 10 or 15 houses a year. Um, when you look forward into some of the changes you're being exposed to and, and hollered, what, what, how might some of those changes affect me as that construction company owner? Yeah, look, I think, um, you know, at, at the highest level, uh, as much as we do today, we're, we're trying to match the pipeline through with the needs of uh, industry and ultimately those employers going forward. And I think Tepu Kenya will bring more scale and ability to that. Um, I think one thing about the model is to, or the, or the future of Tepu Kenya is really to recognise uh, the employers as teachers and support them as such. Um, you know, this is not about teachers in classrooms, it's actually about supporting and recognising what's done in the workplace. And therefore, what can we do to help um, support, facilitate, train, you know, hopefully fund um, some of that stuff, but it, it's sort of really upping that game in terms of what we can provide employers. I think another key part of the future is around flexibility. And depending on you know, where you're at as an employer, your scale, your size, uh, or equally as, as being an apprentice in that um, space is this whole blended modal delivery. And there'll be times when uh, it's actually more helpful, more relevant to have some online learning, uh, to have some on-campus learning or some off-job learning. Uh, and again, that flexibility to suit uh, the workplace or also uh, an apprentice as it may be, um, will be quite a big change. Now, exactly how that's kind of going to work and roll out isn't isn't there yet, but absolutely that's sort of a part of the future um, proposition. So there's mm. also, I think, in terms of um, employers and industry as a wider, is um, to support those that haven't been particularly well underserved um, in the past. And I think, you know, focusing on that, on that when we've absolutely got a skill shortage is, um, is great for everybody. It's a good outcome, win-win. And I think it'll never be a, a once and done kind of approach, will it? Because as uh, industry demands change, as technologies change, as the way we build changes, we're always going to be needing to evolve um, those things and how they how they work. We're seeing some uh, phenomenal changes in 3D virtual you know, reality learning um, yeah. coming to market in different areas as well. So uh, some of those things uh, can be pretty fantastic as we as we go forward. Um, you mentioned it, Jason, we do have a skill shortage in the industry currently. Uh, we know that that's not a quick fix. We've had one of our uh, options turned off at the moment with closed borders. We aren't able to bring in uh, people from overseas to help complement our workforce currently. We understand that starting at the apprentice end of the, the team is going to, you know, it's not a quick fix overnight, but uh, pretty much every one of our, our builders at some point were an apprentice. Um, what what changes can you see coming for the apprentices that you think might benefit them directly? Um, look, some of those things cross over, I guess, in terms of you know, that, that flexibility I just talked of. And if we think of an apprentice that you know, may, for whatever reason, uh, lose their employment, shift region, move around the country, do something different. You know, the future system would be one that's flexible to allow them to sort of do that seamlessly. And if you know you move from one environment again to another for, for a reason, then this will work around you. And, and right. yeah, part of the mantra there is having uh, the learner, the apprentice at the center of all of this. Um, and I think that's a, you know, again, there's a bit to work that out, but that's a fantastic proposition for those wanting to learn. Again, I think some of the scale that we'll see with Tepu Kinga, that's gonna be a very large organization 
there's some of the support and pastoral care that we can also offer to uh, those in training. So I think, again, that, that can only be a good thing, um, you know, for people. So, Okay. And yeah. Jason, for some listeners who may not be familiar with that term pastoral care, uh, what does it mean and how, what, how might that play out? Look, pastoral care, it's a, I guess it's looking wider in terms of support and well-being. You know, w- w- not just the, the employment relationship that you may have in a workplace in, in sort of the apprentice context, but it's access to other services. It could be mental health. It could be other things that, um, you know, it's more around a wraparound sort of support for those uh, in work-based training. Now, that's, that's something that's more, I guess, well understood in, in current models in a, in a sort of on-campus environment or um, those sorts of things. But, you know, I think, again, that's, that's something that we we see as a, as a big offering that, that can sort of come with the future of uh, being a part of Tepukinga. Absolutely. And I think we're probably all familiar with examples of apprentices that have been deep into their training time. Uh, they've had other things going on in their life and that's caused a significant impact and they've decided to walk away from their apprenticeship and had some of that pastoral care been in place, might have been able to support them and keep them involved. It would have been uh, good outcomes for their employer, good outcomes for, for them. And uh, that flows on to family groups and community as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, a, it's certainly a more holistic picture of, um, of that individual and you know, their journey, their well-being, all of those things. Okay, great. Jason, give us a temperature check. Are we training more apprentices at the moment? Are we training less? Are you finding more looking for it? What are the, what are the construction company owners out there? Are they looking for apprentices? What's, your, what's the temperature of the industry at the moment in that zone? Oh, look, I think people can't get enough, um, you know, that sort of shortage of, of skilled labour. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the growth we've had uh, over the past 12 months has been phenomenal. Um, I think that's been tempered somewhat uh, through COVID and lockdowns, particularly across Auckland and Waikato of Lake. But, um, you know, overall, the uh, the demand side is certainly there in, in the industry. And um, as I say, we've, we've seen significant growth which is which is fantastic and the, the sort of long-term construction demand and pipeline looks pretty good too so I think you know all of that paints a, a pretty good picture notwithstanding that there's some, there's some challenges out there at the moment as well. Indeed and are you seeing because of that demand in the construction sector and the fact that it's um how would I term this, maybe slightly more resilient to some aspects of the likes of, of lockdowns and being able to operate in level three, et cetera. Are you seeing a draw from people, maybe from other industries that are going, hey, I think I'd like to come across the construction? Yeah, it's been a real mix. And, and I guess there certainly has been, um, you, know, you know, plenty of that. Uh, there's been plenty of sort of activity from within the industry, um, but also coming across, we've seen people through, uh, previously in retail, in aviation, tourism, I think is another big one. Uh, and I think really good example actually is the, or the recent master builders, Carter's apprentice of the year, who was previously an aircraft engineer. Uh, and he's just, you know, made a career change and been going through his apprenticeship. So I think there's, there's numerous stories out there of, um, of those that have seen an opportunity to uh, to move across to what looks like a pretty bright future for a, um, you know, a good period ahead. So, Right. And every organisation's had to adapt to the COVID environment. What has BCITO had to do in, in this situation? Yeah, I think um, you know, we're all trying to navigate 
what COVID means at the moment, um, be that through alert levels, alert level steps, and now the, the traffic light system that we're about to um, embark on in a few weeks' time. You know, for us, a big part of our, our role is, is being out, out on site and uh, with apprentices and working through, and of course that's been a, well, it's either been a huge challenge or not at all, um, depending on where we are. So I think you know, a massive part of what we've seen over the past 12 months really post the first lockdown last year uh, is a, a sort of an investment in our online digital offering through my BCITO, our, our um, learning platform. Uh, and what that has, you know, it, it doesn't replace the, the face-to-face, but it certainly helps in those times when it's not possible to be on site. And I think, you know, early, early in the lockdown uh, back in August or whenever it started, you know, the, the engagement we saw digitally was um, outstanding. We sort of had over a million page views or page hits um, in those first few weeks. So that's, you know, it's a great option to continue to help and support apprentices whilst, whilst we're sort of trying to, we're all trying to navigate COVID in different ways, I guess. I'm interested in the, maybe what we'd call the untapped market, and that, that comes at two ends in the area that we're talking. It comes in the people that maybe are working in construction industry but haven't yet undertaken any formal qualification, and also uh, at construction company owner end who maybe haven't looked to bring on apprentices and, and build their team through that avenue. What would your message be to those two groups? Um, look, I think for both, there's, there's never been a better time to jump in and, and train and get an apprenticeship and, and become a qualified professional. You know, the, the settings at the moment are perfect for that. The long-term outlook for construction is, is fantastic. The demand side there is, is enormous. So I think, as I say, there's, there's never been a better time to get amongst it. As an employer, there's also some, still some ongoing incentives around an apprenticeship boost scheme uh, and also for a wee while yet as well for apprentices, there's obviously a, a no fees um, policy as well. So look, it doesn't get any better than, than right now. Yeah, pretty compelling. And I imagine there's some people maybe that had a school experience where possibly they felt like they didn't excel in that school environment. Uh, is it, it's worth painting the picture that BCITO is here to help you succeed in your learning. Uh, we're not, you know, the organization is very much there to support me succeed. It's not a, not a case of going, hey, you weren't good at that, maybe some bits at school that you didn't, uh, didn't love. Um, therefore, that's going to translate into this kind of learning. Would that be a fair uh, assumption? Oh, absolutely. And look, we, you know, we're, we're working within schools. So we've got a lot of engagement within schools. We've got some, um, what we call BCATs in terms of uh, credits that can be done whilst whilst at school. I think uh, that's a big area for us. So, yeah, totally agree with what you're saying. Um, and, and as I say, you know, it's just a great space at the moment to, to come out and get involved with a really, really bright future. Yeah, and I think your uh, recent ad campaign uh, that we've seen on TV and, and social media has been so well-crafted, that whole tricky chat uh, maybe some parents who, who weren't sure about a career in the trades. Uh, I think you've done a great job of uh, addressing that issue and uh, doing it with some good humour along the way. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that was, as you've sort of picked up on, I mean, that was absolutely the target there is, is really around not so much a drive of uh, apprentices through that, uh, but actually just changing those archaic perceptions of the trades. And, um, you know, the feedback's been fantastic. The uptake's been great. So, um yeah, we have to think about what's next now after the conclusion and, and Michael finally got his qualification. So uh, 
we'll have to watch this space for for next year. Indeed, for the next uh, the next episode. Oh, I think there there has definitely been a shift in the community at large. I think it felt like there was a a trend. Uh, maybe a decade ago, where if you didn't go to university, it was it was frowned upon uh, mainly. But I think there has been a real shift. People understanding that when they uh, look around at the number of successful business owners in the construction industry and related related trades, uh, and they're they're seeing plenty of those people. Um, certainly from the outside appearing to have more success than maybe some of them that went down the, the university track, that there's certainly some fantastic options for both career and future business ownership if you go into the uh, into the trades. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So if I'm a construction company owner, I'm keen to take on an apprentice. Um, how do you, how does BCITO actually help me find someone that's a good match for me and uh, get me started? Yeah. So look, I mean, a, a lot of it does come through, um, through the work side and, and et cetera. But we do also have a job matching service. So to the extent that employers looking for assistance and you know, finding an apprentice or vice versa. So we have people that are actually wanting to train and, and looking for an employer. So we do have a job matching service that can help with that. Um, Is that a again, sort of swipe right, swipe left kind of situation, Jason? Um, no, look, I couldn't quite go quite that far um, before we get ourselves in trouble. But uh, no, look, I mean, it's it's, you know, it is there. It's well used um, and been pretty successful today. So I think uh, it fits in part of that suite around early engagement through the school system, et cetera, that we're sort of uh, building that wider picture of need and linking people up. So, um, yeah. Okay. I'm interested in your uh, closing thoughts, Jason. Anything else you'd like to communicate to the to the listeners? Uh, maybe to summarise, if I could, uh, in our conversation so far, uh, there's a huge amount of change going on with the reform of the vocational education, the ROVE as it gets referred to, um, but very clear message from you that it's uh, business as usual at the moment. Uh, you're still out there supporting apprentices, supporting construction company owners. Uh, sounds like you've got a lot of great tools and services you can help support with. So we're, we're cracking on with what needs to be done right now, trying to address some of those skill shortages and, and challenges that the industry is facing right now. And then obviously working with the, the wider group to try and build and develop it for the future. Would that be a, a kind of an accurate summary? I think that's very accurate. I probably don't have much to add to that, but I, I think you're right. You know, fundamentally, there's um, there's a generational amount of change going on um, in the background, and, and there's a lot of great things to come through that. Uh, but for now, um, you know, it's it's business as usual. It really is. So the same same friendly people on the ground that, that people have seen uh, to date will continue, um, and you know, we'll certainly keep in touch with industry, with employers, with apprentices as and when we've got more to tell about what that means for you, what it means for your business, um, you know, in the coming uh, sort of months and in few years. So, um, yeah, look, it's an exciting time. Uh, but as I say, you've summarised the whole shop pretty well there, actually, Ryan. So, um, yeah, well done. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you very much. And just one more question has uh, popped up for me. Um, how is the, like, voice of industry coming into the reform um, and and I'm not sure whether you're close enough to that to know exactly, but if you have some insights, I'd be interested to, to know, because I think we're always, um, maybe as business owners and as private citizens, when we see uh, government launching these ginormous reforms in all sorts of areas, uh, we're always interested to go, oh, but how's the how's the man on the street or the, the girl in the 
um, that's uh, involved in this environment? How does their voice of what they think needs to be done getting included? Yeah, look, it's a really good question. And I think when we go back over the last year or two when this has been coming, that's been that's been absolutely at our forefront. You know, we we were here in support of um, the industries and trades we cover and we wanted to see that continue. And I think, uh, you know, in a few ways, so we've had, uh, so Warwick Quinn was our couple of CEs ago. Um, so Warwick is now heading up the employer journey experience with Tepu Kinga. Mm-hmm. Um, now we've got a really strong champion in ensuring that, you know, that voice continues. So through the uh, the engagement process that they're starting around this future operating model, you know, there's absolutely avenues for people to get involved uh, as much as they want, to participate in online sessions, et cetera. Outside of that, we've also got our own avenues, I guess, and, and just uh, some yesterday, some tomorrow, we have national advisory groups with some links into industry. So we've got to keep that going and feedback through our own channels to ensure um, you know, that, that voice is, is heard. And, and what's encouraging, I think, in the high level set out of the new model, which we have seen, uh, there's absolutely you know, space for uh, that industry engagement, the employer voice, all of those things, again, slightly in principle at the moment until we see how exactly that will work on the ground. But I think certainly the signals are, are great. Uh, and that's, that's absolutely one of our key focus points is to ensure that that industry voice, the employer voice continues. Fantastic. Uh, thanks for that insight, Jason. And thanks so much for joining us. You've been able to provide some really great clarity on where things sit currently. Um, and I no doubt we'll uh, get you back onto the show in uh, a few months time to see how things have progressed and what that impact might look like for the uh, industry at large. So thanks for joining us today. Greatly appreciate it. Brilliant. Thanks very much for having me. Bye-bye. Cheers.